Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are so precious. We thank you for your presence. You're so, so welcome in this place. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. I, uh, <laughs> I loved, I think it was Haynes or Karen, one of the two this morning in the prayer meeting, was talking about the cloud of witnesses and I pondered who that might be today. Might it be John, who laid his head against the chest of Jesus and hurt the heart, heartbeat of our Lord? Maybe, maybe it was Samuel, the prophet. He's amongst our cloud of witnesses. Maybe it was Enoch, who walked with God and was no more. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe it was Moses, wow, who shone with the glory of God, who refused to move his tent without God. Maybe he's our cloud of witness today. Huh. I, uh, I'm a bit undone. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. So I'm going to pray Psalm 23 first. You, Lord, are our shepherd. We have no want. You make us to lie down in green, fresh, tender pastures. You lead us beside still waters. You restore our souls. You lead us in the paths of righteousness, not for our earning it, but for your name's sake. And even though we walk through the dark, sunless valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil, for you are with us. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort us. And here in the midst of our enemies... You've prepared a table for us. You anoint our heads with oil. Our cup, it runs over. Surely goodness, your goodness, your tender mercy and your unfailing love will follow us all the days of our lives and it's in your presence that we will live forever. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and have your way this morning. Not my words, but your words. Not my thoughts, but your thoughts. For I have nothing to say unless it comes from you. For I can do nothing apart from you. Amen. I 
I've, um, I've been having encounters with God in Psalm 23. We can do that, you know. We can have encounters with God in the scripture because it's alive. It's living. It's able to separate that which is of the flesh and of the spirit, the soul, and I can't remember the rest. It's alive and it's living. <laughs> Some of you might go, well, well, I've never had a God encounter. Well, I bet you have. How many of you have gone on bushwalks and gone, wow? How many of you have looked at a young baby and gone, How many of you have enjoyed a rich friendship with someone and gone, wow? How many of you have enjoyed the love of a partner, a wife or a husband, intimacy, the joy of oneness and go, wow? See, we all have God encounters. We just don't always acknowledge him. Because that's who he is. He's just so flipping amazing. <laughs> just amazing. <laughs> Will you journey with me this morning, precious ones, <laughs> through these encounters that I've recently had in Psalm 23? <laughs> Would you come with me? It's a, it's, I'm going to read it because it just, then I won't stuff it up. The Lord is my shepherd who feeds, leads, and shields me, I heard myself say. What does Lord mean? I questioned. The answer came quickly. To whom do you give attention? Admiration, adoration, and affection. Who or what is the love of your life? Whoever or whatever that is, is your Lord. And whoever and whatever that Lord is, will be your shepherd. What kind of food are you getting? How are you being led? And what kind of shield is that Lord to you? Jesus reminded me that there is only one good shepherd. There is only one that laid down his life for everybody. There is only one who would leave the 99 to find the one. And if you are the one, he's looking for you. He's looking for your turning heart. He knows where you are, but he's looking for your turning heart. There is only one who gives so that we lack not. And his name is Jesus. In this leading, he first took me to green pastures to lie down. Lie down, I said. But is there not work to do? Lie down, he said. It's time to rest. And lying down in the green pasture, I found myself somewhat vulnerable. 
yet peaceful and safe. I had to stop to lie down. I had to come to the end of myself. You cannot go where we are going, I heard him say, by your works, for you cannot earn this. You cannot pay your way in works or performance. Was the cross not enough for you that you think you should add to it? Was the cross not enough? The false accusations, the false testimonies, the rejection of our Lord, was the cross not enough? The mocking, the whipping, the flogging, the scourging, was the cross not enough? The nakedness, the humiliation, the death sentence, was the cross not enough? The nails in his hands, the nails in his feet, the hanging on a cross, the worst form of execution in that time, separated from the Father, was it not enough that you would try to add to it with your works and performance? To lie down is to be co-crucified with Christ, death to the self-life, the end of control, the end of being in charge, how easily we slip back there and need reminding. Come back to the place of rest. Come back to the place of surrender. What he did was all sufficient. What he did was complete. He said it is finished and the curtain in the temple was torn from the top to the bottom from God to us. Never to be reinstated. Never. And from this place of lying down, of being laid down to rest, that sounds like a funeral, doesn't it? That's because it is. He led me beside quiet waters. And in those still waters, I saw my reflection. It was not the aging woman I expected to see with graying hair <laughs> and wrinkles on her face with an ache in her back and tiredness in her eyes. It was not the woman who was not good enough, who tried to be a good person, caught up in comparison, ticking the boxes, caught in legalism, and still she seemed to always come short. That's not who I saw. I did not see the identical twin who had lost her identity and felt insignificant, unheard, and unseen. I did not see the rebellious teenager who knew it all. It was not the little girl who had been sexually abused and taken, and taken advantage of, innocence stolen, left guilty, shame, and condemnation. This is not who I saw. No, this is not who I saw. When I looked into the still water, the reflection I saw was Jesus, Yeshua, my Lord, my shepherd, my saviour, my redeemer, my 
rock, the lion of Judah, the lamb of God. Jesus, the one who gave it all so I could be whole, the one who paid it all so I could be free, the one who suffered it all so I could be healed. The great I am, and there I was inside of him. There I was inside of him. I in him, and him in me. For it is him in him, in Christ, that I am made alive. It is in him, in Christ, that I move, I live, and I have my being. Apart from him, I can do nothing, not one thing. He is my all in all. I felt my soul being restored as I meditated on the wonder of being in him. My thinking changed. They call that repentance. My soul was being restored as I replaced lies with truth. He is, after all, the way, the truth, and the life. Notice how he's not the way, the wisdom, and the life. He's not the way, the knowledge, and the life, even though I'm sure he is those things. But he's the way, the truth, and the life. Is not the gospel the good news revealing the truth and exposing the lie? The lie that we are separated from God and the truth that we are one with him, in union with him? Is that not the gospel? I was not only co-crucified, but also co-resurrected into a whole new life in him, never separated, never apart, never separated, never apart. It's way out there stuff, right? And then he led me down a path that was a path of righteousness. What does that really mean, I pondered? For was I not clothed in the robe of righteousness? Yes, he said, you are. But you must learn to walk in that robe. He reminded me of his very own words to seek first his kingdom where the king rules and reigns and his righteousness, his way of being and doing. Under his lordship, under his leading, there are protocols. There are ways of being that produce ways of doing. He only ever did what he saw the Father doing. He only ever said what he heard the Father saying. A life of surrender. Surrender to this life of love, of joy, and peace. Oh, what love, and oh, what peace, and oh, what joy. For... You are my joy, he said, that was set before me. Every one of you. I'm leading you on this path of righteousness. I'm the leader, he said, because I've got my reputation to think of. I've got this. He said, I am the author and perfecter of your life. I am the one who knit you together in your mother's womb. I am the one who breathed life into you 
on the first day of your life. I am the one who authors colour and music and sound and beauty and all things wonderful. Take me out of the world and you would have no colour, no warmth, no peace, no joy. Take me out of your world and you are left wanting. Empty, with a void, a gaping hole in your heart that only I can fill. I am the light to your feet and the lamp to your path. You cannot walk this path on your own. That would be called self-righteousness. And they are filthy rags to me. You are not equipped to do this on your own. Never have been. You must follow me. I told my disciples, and I'm telling you again, come. Come, follow me. Let me lead you on this path of righteousness, for it is a holy highway. It is a path for the co-crucified, a path for the co-resurrected. It's a path of righteousness, right in me, with me, and right in people, and with people, for we are one. And I found myself asking, what do you mean, right in people? He said, you just need to pop your feet into their shoes and get into their story. We are one. He said, we are one. This is the mystery that only I can reveal and that can only be revealed in the resting place, in the secret place. I then found myself in a valley. It seemed dark and it had the shadow of death all over it. Um, uh, are we meant to be here, I asked. I thought, you know, we wouldn't be doing dark valleys. I heard him say, fear not, my child, for I am with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Remember the reflection in the still water? You are in me, and if you are in me, who can be against you? When I took my eyes off him, I could feel the very presence of fear, of anxiety, of despair and hopelessness. Why is it? He said that so many get all concerned about the darkness, gasping at the bad stuff going on. Why is it that their focus is on the darkness? He said to me, look not at the darkness, for what you focus on becomes your Lord, and what you fear will overcome you. I am the light, and in me there is no darkness. Darkness is not the opposite of light. It is the absence of light. And you and me and me and you, you are lights in the world. As I focused on him and him alone, I was so aware of the absence of fear in this dark valley. His love overcomes all fear. His perfect love casts out all fear. That would be all. All fear. For how could I be overcome with fear when he had and continues to overcome me with his unfailing love. That would be unfailing. It does not fail. I found myself fearless and safe in the heart of Jesus, in the Lion of Judah. 
Jesus said to a prophetic voice that I respect recently that you can see darkness or the demonic, but as long as you're with me, darkness cannot touch you. Did he not say he would never leave us? Oh, what joy filled my soul. Oh, what hope filled my heart. I can be in a challenging situation and know his grace. I can be in chaos and know his peace. I can be in the hustle and know his rest. What kind of God is this? That his rod to protect and his staff to guide are such a comfort to me. He is, after all, the great I am. And those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Psalm 91. My rod is not for punishment, he said to me. Firstly, that is not my nature. And secondly... I took all the punishment on the cross. My rod is for protection. My staff is to guide you. My staff represents my authority, an authority I give you to rule and reign, to decree and declare as you hear from the Father. And there, right in the presence of my enemies, the powers of darkness, the horror thoughts that taunt and try to take us down, right there, he prepared a table for me. A feast, a celebration. We ate and drank together through the night, oblivious of the taunting nature of darkness around us, oblivious because I was in him, in the king, the lion of Judah, he who overcame once and for all and now seated at the right hand of the Father, above all powers and principalities, above every name that is named, he is above all and in all. He told me once before that my greatest weapon against the enemy is delighting in him. And here at the table, I was doing just that. He took the bottle of oil and poured it over my head. Oh, such refreshing. Oh, such joy. It was his presence. Safe and secure in the rock of all ages. I was in him and he was in me. Such bliss, such favor, such wonder. He filled my cup. He fills all the way. Nothing missing, nothing lost. He is my all in all. That dark valley seemed such a distance away as I cons was consumed by him and him alone for nothing satisfies like he does. Nothing satisfies like he does. Surely this goodness, <laughs> surely this tender mercy, surely this unfailing, unlimited, unending love follows me all the days of my life, not just the good ones. But into the hard days, into the challenging days, into the days where I don't feel even close. It's his love is following me. 
It's like his love chases me wherever I go, wherever I am, in the rest, in the restoration, in the dark and in the chaos, in the challenge and in the celebration. Nothing can separate me from him. No, nothing. It is him and me and me in him. It is being in his presence all the days of my life. It's never to be separated again, for we are one, and what God has joined together, let no one or no thing ever separate. We are one. It has been set in stone before the beginning of the world that we are one. Psalm 23 is a psalm of intimacy, of journeying with our God. It's an invitation to be go beyond you and into him. It's an invitation to go beyond you and into him, beyond me and into him. It's a life of surrender, of trust, of receiving, and of delight. How easy it is to be obedient from that place. And so, when you're out there in the fallen world, you will not get taken out. Because you are in him, and he is in you. Notice something that's pretty impressive, I think. He pretty much does everything. He's the shepherd. He's the one that gives rest. He's the one that gives peace. He's the one who restores my soul. He cleanses me. He guides me. He will not leave me or forsake me. He cooks. He feeds he refreshes, he protects, he anoints, he fills me to full of his nature. He follows me with goodness, mercy, and unfailing love. His presence is everywhere and in, 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 in me and around me. Oh, so what, what do we do? Lie down. It almost seems like I heard someone say recently, we lie down and can drink and get merry, eat and drink and get merry in the presence. We stop our own works and we receive from our wonderful God. He feeds us and he quenches our thirst with the wine of heaven, the love of God. <laughs> So, so precious. We get to enjoy him and that, precious ones, is what we were first and foremost made for. From that place of receiving, we cannot help ourselves but give. As we realize again and again that he never runs out. We cannot contain him he is uncontainable. Obedience is easy. Will you respond to the invitation to go beyond yourself into him?
for Psalm 23 is an invitation. Will, will you go deeper than you've ever been before? Will I go deeper than I've ever been before? You betcha. Will you awaken to a deeper level of intimacy with the one who pursues you with unfailing love? Be warned this is not something that you can get your mind around. If it was, then your God is too small. This will be out of your grid where he wants to lead you, but totally within his grid. I hear the Spirit of God saying, will you come to me and keep coming to me? Will you rest in me? And from that place of rest, will you follow me and keep following me? Will you eat and drink from my table? Will you be filled and filled and filled and filled with my love? For I have much to download, mysteries to unfold, greater things to do, but only for those who will come away with me, who will sit at my feet, who will eat from my table, who will abide, dwell, and make their home in me. He's looking for those who can carry the glory of his presence into the darkness. Don't you go there without me, he says. You need oil. You need oil. You need the oil of the Holy Spirit. Come, 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 come back to the upper room. Come back to to the upper room, the secret place, and be filled with him and him alone. Cheryl had a vision this morning in the prayer meeting. Do you want to stand up and share that? Um, what I'm about to say is unique and special to you and I might not be able to explain it. I'll just tell you what I saw and then you do with it what you think. So um, I was praying back where my husband is. Neville's here. <laughs> and... Um, I saw us all in our rows this morning and as we were um, standing together there was this thing that was going from person to person along the rows and the thing was a spiritual, um, like a fire, a little flame. It was joyful, it was wasn't hot, it was light, and it was just going from person to person to person to person. So I could say what I think that is, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to let it sit. Sounds a little bit like the upper room to me. Yeah. God is calling us into the upper room again, people. 
there is a deposit of the Spirit that we need to move forward. He's looking for containers to carry his glory. It's not a glory that he shares with anybody. It can only fit in dead people. This glory is weighty. It can only be got in the secret place. God's calling us to a deeper place in him. I, I can't get away from it. You know, when anyone says, oh, Annette, can you share? And I'm going, you know it's going to be on intimacy. Because what else is there? Unless we're plugged in to the great I am. A lamp is no good unless it's plugged in. <laughs> Throw out the tick boxes. When you sit in the secret place, throw out the tick boxes. Won't you just be still and know that he is God? Won't you just be still for a moment and wait for his peace to settle on you? Leave your shame at the door. It ain't welcome anymore. Come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Give him the burden and receive the rest. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Why don't you all just... Close your eyes while I pray Psalm 23 again with hopefully a whole different light. Lord, that would be Jesus, not social media, not my friends, not the number of likes, not my favorite sport. But Lord Jesus, you are our shepherd. We have no lack because you fill all in all. You make us to lie down in fresh, green, tender pastures, <laughs> a place of rest. You lead us beside quiet and still waters and we gaze into that still water and we see you and us hidden inside of you. Wow. You restore our souls. Get our thinking straightened out. You then lead us on paths of righteousness. <laughs> it's the protocol of heaven. You teach us how to walk in that robe of righteousness which you have given to us. Wow. 
not for our earning it, but for your name's sake. Your reputation is at stake. <laughs> How do we ever think we could add to what you were doing? This is your work, and we thank you for it, Father. And even when we find ourselves in a dark, sunless valley, even when we find ourselves in the shadow of death, bearing in mind that it is just a shadow, when we find ourselves there, we fear not because you're with us. Thank you, Jesus. You said you would never leave us or forsake us if we put our eyes on you, the things of this world grow strangely dim. But when our eyes are on darkness, everything turns to custard. Father, I thank you that you are with us. That right in the midst of our challenges, right in the midst of our busy lives with our little children, our big children, Father God, right in the midst of our busy work life, our busyness, you, you prepare a table. <laughs> Come sit with me, you said. Come dine with me. Let's share stories together. And there we are around your table, eating your food. For Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Drinking your wine. It's a new wine. Thank you for your new wine. <laughs> the new wineskin is a laid down lover. The new wineskin is found in the resting place. Thank you, Jesus, that you anoint our heads with oil. You bring such refreshing it's okay. Everything's okay. It's okay. Thank you, Lord God, that you fill our cups. And um, it's not just like a little bit. There's no restriction in your filling. There's no inhibition and no limitedness. You fill, 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 fill. You fill our cups, Father and I thank you for that. You fill, fill, fill our cups. <laughs> Who is that that is following us? Oh, it's goodness. Who, who, who is that that is chasing me down? It's the unfailing love of God. Wow. Is it not enough that you should fill us up and, and give us a big cup? to drink, but then you follow us. Wow. The light of the world following us, in us, around us. <laughs> We're undone by your amazingness, oh God. We say yes to the invitation to go deeper. For you have mysteries to unfold, we say yes, yes, we say yes. Will you say yes with me today, friends and family? Will you say yes 
to the one and only living God who brings hope and joy and love and peace. Will you say yes to the mysteries that he wants to unfold? Will you say yes to being a carrier of his glory into the dark places? For he is the light of the world. And where he is, darkness cannot overcome. Dare we go without the upper room experience? Dare we go without the flames of fire? Come, come, come and rest a while and be filled and be refreshed and be reignited. Wow, that's a good word. Reignited. Do not despair if you feel like you are just a broken reed. Do not despair if you feel like your wick is too short. Jesus is the one who is so full of compassion and so full of love that he will tend to you ever so gently and ever so carefully and bring you to a place where you burn again. Oh, burning ones. Oh, burning ones. The burning ones. The burning ones. The burning ones.